My name is Jasmine. I'm a partner in the employment team in Hong Kong at Stevenson Harwood. Welcome to our podcast, in which I will be speaking to Anne Pratam, a partner in our London employment team, on the obligations of employers in relation to the coronavirus outbreak. We will provide practical tips on how employers can help to protect their employees whilst continuing to operate their business. The coronavirus outbreak, or COVID-19 as it's now officially been named, has caused a great deal of panic and concern. And despite a lockdown in China, we're seeing clusters of cases outside China. It seems like it's only a matter of time before COVID-19 becomes a global pandemic. Jasmine's experience and the experience of Hong Kong businesses can teach us a lot here in the UK about what perhaps we're going to have to expect coming soon if, as expected, it becomes a pandemic. Can you tell us, Jasmine, about employers' obligations in relation to their employees in Hong Kong and how have they been ensuring that their workforce are kept safe? The starting point is that under the Occupational Safety and Health Ordinance, employers are required as far as reasonably practicable to ensure the health and safety of work at work of all employees. In addition to complying with the Occupational Safety and Health Ordinance, employers owe a common law duty of care to their employees to take reasonable care of their safety and to provide and maintain a reasonably safe place of work. In the event that the employers fail to meet that duty of care, they can be sued for negligence. Although the work environment of employees may vary, one of the key issues encountered by employers is whether they should direct their employees to work from home. Up until the end of last week, the government had told all civil servants to work from home and stated that they expected the private sector to follow suit. Last week, the government stated that civil servants would continue to work from home until the 1st of March, when the situation would be reassessed. However, the government made no comment on what the private sector should do. And what does this mean as far as employers are concerned? On the basis that COVID-19 is highly contagious and can be spread by aerosol transmission, employers who require their employees to come to the office to work should provide surgical masks for their staff to wear, as well as hand sanitizers to use and regularly disinfect the office. Although it is not clear if the wearing of masks would prevent a person from contracting the virus, it is widely accepted that they do promote better hygiene practices and may prevent a wearer from infecting others. Across the globe, there is currently a shortage of surgical masks and N95 standard masks. Employers which cannot source suitable masks for their employees to wear in the office should let their staff know that they do not have any masks so that employees can make an informed choice as to whether they should attend the office. It could be argued that employers would not be complying with their obligations under the Occupational Safety and Health Ordinance if masks are not available and in such circumstances they should allow their employees to work from home. For employers which require their staff to attend the office and will provide face masks and other preventative equipment, they should bear in mind that in addition to owing their employees a duty of care pursuant to the occupier's liability ordinance, they also owe a common duty of care towards all visitors on its premises that they will be reasonably safe in using the premises. Therefore, in addition to ensuring the safety of their staff, an employer would need to notify all visitors to its premises of any health issues, which would include notifying them of any suspected or confirmed cases of COVID-19. And I think that's interesting, Jasmine, by comparison with the UK situation, given that here in the UK, wearing masks isn't yet a standard practice, although we are seeing more and more inquiries about it from our employer clients. And of course, the global shortage isn't going to help with some of the policy making that employers are going to have to make, potentially on the hoof, to deal with this outbreak. 
Do employees actually have a right to work from home? This is a question which is being asked quite a bit here in the UK. Employees do not have a right to work from home. However, for high-risk employees such as those suffering from long-term health issues who would be more adversely affected if they were to contract the virus, any request made to an employer that they be allowed to work from home should not unreasonably be refused. The deaths in Hong Kong of persons infected with COVID-19 were both sufferers of diabetes. An employer should consider if an employee requesting to work from home is able to do their job remotely, and if so, allow the employee to do so. Some expat employees have returned back to their home countries to work. Where employers are aware that employees are working remotely out of Hong Kong, they should let their employees know if they expect them to work on Hong Kong time, depending on their role and if they have clients or colleagues who expect them to be available at specific times. It is interesting also to note that an employee has the right to terminate his contract of employment pursuant to Section 10 of the Employment Ordinance without making a payment in lieu of notice or giving notice if the employee fears physical danger by violence or disease which was not contemplated by his contract of employment expressly or by necessary implication. And again, I'd say that that echoes the UK situation as well. And employers who are asking employees to work from home should also bear in mind some of the implications of home working in terms of health and safety, suitability of equipment at home, confidentiality of client and business information, and, a point that's often forgotten, whether employees actually are entitled to work from home under the terms of any lease that they may have of their property. So for employees who contract COVID-19, are there any special steps which Hong Kong employers should take other than arranging payment of their sick leave pay, assuming they've accrued sufficient sickness days? If an employee contracts COVID-19 in the course of their employment, the employer should let their colleagues know that there has been a confirmed case within the workplace in case other employees start to experience symptoms. Employers should also inform the staff that if any household members are diagnosed with COVID-19, they should work from home and monitor their health. It is likely that an employee may be able to recover compensation under the employee's compensation ordinance for their illness. Unlike SARS, COVID-19 is not currently classified as an occupational disease under the employee's compensation ordinance. However, Section 36 of the ECO provides that an employee shall have the right to recover compensation for a disease which is not a prescribed occupational disease if contraction of the disease amounts to a personal injury by accident arising out of and in the course of employment. The Labour Department in Hong Kong has recently issued a statement to remind employers of the effects of this Section 36. So what if an employee actually refuses to attend work and insists on working from home and not attending the office? If an employee refuses to attend work, the employer should try and ascertain what their concerns are for not coming to the office. For some employees, they may not be able to attend work given that schools and kindergartens have been closed up till the 20th of April, and so they need to look after their children. Other employees will want to avoid the office commute due to their concerns of contracting the virus. In such circumstances, the employer should discuss with the employee the feasibility of the employee working from home, and if this is not possible, whether the employee is willing to take a period of annual leave or unpaid leave during his period of absence. 
What other steps would you say that employers in Hong Kong need to take in order to discharge their duties owed to employees? The company should implement precautionary measures in the workplace to minimise the risk of its employees being infected with COVID-19. Since the SARS outbreak in 2003, most employers have developed contingency plans which would assist them in the event of a reoccurrence of the virus. A good contingency plan would set out how to prevent, detect and to respond to an outbreak within the workforce, as well as ensure business continuity. Having a contingency plan in place shows that employers have, as far as possible, taken steps to minimise the impact of an outbreak and put in place measures to safeguard the staff and the business. And I think that's a point worth bearing in mind for our listeners in the UK, that there are often contingency plans set out in business continuity arrangements which don't necessarily entirely overlap with HR policies. It's well worth looking at those provisions to see if this is covered. However, it's also worth mentioning that the SARS outbreak in Southeast Asia did mean that employers were far better prepared for this sort of outbreak than their English equivalents have been. If you want help with your policies, we're very happy to assist and to put in place suitable on-the-hoof policies which will assist you with this latest virus. So, Jasmine, a question again we're getting a lot from some UK employers. Can employers actually restrict their employees from travelling to China during this period of uncertainty? An employer can put a ban on all business travel to China for work. However, they cannot tell the staff that they cannot travel to China for personal reasons. An employer can only encourage its employees to refrain from travelling to areas where the transmission of COVID-19 has occurred. And that's very much the situation here in the UK. We're encountering employers telling staff that they may no longer travel to mainland China and that if they travel to areas which have been affected and are on the current Foreign and Commonwealth Office list, that they should actually self-quarantine on return. However, as in Hong Kong, it is not possible to prevent employees travelling if they're going for personal reasons. Can employers actually force employees to provide them with a travel history or inform them if they've actually contracted COVID-19, Jasmine? Any request for travel history or medical history of employees will have data privacy implications, given that the employers will be collecting personal data. In order to comply with the Personal Data Privacy Ordinance, employers must specify the purpose of the collection of such data, how it will be used, how long it will be retained, and whether it will be disclosed to a third party. So employers cannot force their employees to provide them with this information and simply encourage them to do so. And given the seriousness of the situation in Hong Kong, I understand that since the 8th of February, the Hong Kong government has actually been issuing compulsory quarantine orders, which require all persons who enter Hong Kong from mainland China to stay at their accommodation for a 14-day quarantine period. Since the 24th of February, the Hong Kong government has banned visitors from South Korea as well, and any Hong Kong residents who enter Hong Kong from South Korea will be issued with a compulsory quarantine order for 14 days. Can you explain the consequences for an employee who's actually subject to a compulsory quarantine order like this? All persons who are the subject of a compulsory quarantine order are issued with medical certificates for the 14-day period. Therefore, any employee who has travelled to mainland China for work will need to work from home or the quarantine centre which they have been confined to. In the event that the employer was unable to work from home, the employer would need to treat the employee like any other employee who provides a medical certificate to their employer and is obliged to pay that employee's sickness allowance as required under the employment ordinance. 
What this means is that while an employee is under quarantine, their employment cannot be terminated where the employee is receiving paid sick leave. Where an employee travels to China or South Korea for annual leave and then are subject to a compulsory quarantine order on their return, their employer should discuss with the employee how best to deal with the quarantine period. It is possible to direct an employee to take his or her statutory annual leave, but this would require an employer providing at least 14 days advance notice under the employment ordinance unless the parties agree to a shorter period of notice. In practice, however, an employee will unlikely agree to a shorter notice period if they're required to stay out of the office by the employer. An employer can form its own rules with respect to any additional annual leave that is over and above the statutory annual leave amount. An employer is unlikely to be able to direct an employee to take unpaid leave unless there is a right to do so under the employee's employment contract or set out in the employee handbook. The employer should obtain the employee's consent to any arrangement where they're asking the employee to take annual leave or potentially to take unpaid leave. And that's also the position here in the UK. And employers should be very wary of requiring employees not to work during periods resulting from quarantine where they're not actually going to be paying them. That constitutes potentially a breach of contract here in the UK and could even lead to constructive dismissal claims. It's very important you have clear policies if you are going to require employees to take unpaid leave, and that should only result from voluntary decisions by employees, such as those who have chosen to travel to virus-infected zones and have therefore chosen to take the quarantine period on their return as well. What's the position where an employee has actually been diagnosed with COVID-19? If an employee has been diagnosed with the virus, he should be granted sick leave, assuming the employee has accumulated paid sick leave days and is able to provide a medical certificate, he will be entitled to paid sick leave. The employer is prohibited from terminating the employment when the employee is on paid sick leave. Once informed of an employee's diagnosis, the employer should take measures to ensure the workplace is safe for other employees. Such measures would include cleansing and disinfecting the entire work premises. It would be usual that once an infection has been confirmed that the employer would close the office and ask staff to work from home whilst the office is being disinfected. And how does this differ where it's actually a family member of an employee who's been diagnosed with the virus? The employer is likely to request that the employee stay away from the workplace, as well as arranging the office to be disinfected as a precaution. And Jasmine, do you have any final tips for employers, given that there currently sadly seems to be no end in sight to the virus and its impact, and it looks likely that the outbreak's only going to get worse before it gets better? Employers need to ensure that they communicate with all employees regularly any changes to the business contingency plan. They need to make sure employees need know what is expected of them during this time of uncertainty. Travel bans to countries where clusters of infections are being detected need to be reviewed and revised accordingly. Communications to employees as to changes in office procedures and protocols with meeting clients need to be clear in order to avoid confusion. That's all for our podcast today. You can listen again to our podcasts and subscribe to the whole series on iTunes and Stitcher or by visiting the Stevenson Harwood website. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.